0: Hey everybody, this is James, and Mark O'Main and Nabil, and Mikey, and this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 156. Today we're going to be going over a long forgotten uh, segment of our show, What We've Been <laughs> Watching, followed by a movie review of the new horror film, The Last Voyage of the Demeanor, followed by a, an announcement actually, last week we kind of hinted at it for our new segment that's coming out, Nabil will be going over a movie choice and explaining why. And uh, then, of course, our outro. So that'll be our episode today. It's going to be an exciting one. That's all I know. So without further ado, let's get into what we're watching.
1: Hey, what you watching?
0: So for what we're watching today, we're going to be going over what we've been watching, TV shows or movies. I'm going to start here, actually, with Nabil. Nabil, what have you been watching? Good, sir.
1: Well, I have been watching some interesting TV shows lately. I don't know if you guys have actually seen the show. <laughs> I I James Mikey! James. Mikey
0: fell asleep already.
1: Mikey, wake up! Neville's talking. James is like, nah, no, I'm good. I don't even need to know. Just wake me up when it's done." <laughs> like, um, I started watching a show called The Americans. I don't know if you guys have uh, seen that show. I mean, it was I'm on. Like you ooh. watched this already? You know, I watched the first season, but I never made it past that. Um, I know Marcos it was watched during FX. Yeah, okay. I finished it. Yeah. We're on season four right now. And so this is about essentially sleeper KGB agents in America that in the early 80s during the Cold War that are committing covert spy acts within the country to get ahead in the Cold War. And it's it's a it's a really good kind of spy thriller. There's a lot of covert action in there. It's it's a good family dynamic thing they set up over there with the with the parents. Uh, it's both well, it stars Kerry Russell and uh, Matthew Rice. And they are basically trying to be American parents while also, you know, serving their their the homeland, the motherland, Mother Russia. So, you know, that's my terrible accent that I tried to put together. I don't I, I was like,
0: Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that was, but okay.
1: <laughs> I need you to um, stop There are six seasons of it, and um, it's it's currently on Hulu. But I will say it's one of those shows where they it's the early on when like FX and AMC were having such good like high end television for cable, you know, like HBO quality shows they started showing over there. Those those are one of the earlier ones that started showing up where TV just started getting better, and each story wasn't just like some kind of serialized thing where you would just go on to the to reset every episode or something like that. And then it kind of loop everything together at the end of the season. Like there's obviously an arc each season and the stakes get higher each, um, as we kind of go through and they, uh, I never finished. I haven't finished it yet and we're getting to it, but you can tell that there's going to be a big kind of close off of everything as we are kind of going into it as we're already like midway through the series. So I, mm-hmm. uh, Marco, you said you had seen it. I mean, is there anything on from your perspective of the, the thoughts on the show?
2: No, uh, I- I think you're right. Each season is kind of like a like its own mission, so to speak. There's like a, a big mission in the background that they must accomplish, and there's some in between stuff that they do, and some character development that they do, and a little bit of twists that they um, that they incorporate. But I, I like the two perspectives that they give, both from the Soviet Union and the U.S. and this tug of war they were playing, you know, and it, it shows also, um, minorly, but not not in the forefront like who you know it really affects and stuff you know you hear about you know wars in other countries and stuff and how those were used as you know playgrounds for you know these two countries to flex their their muscles and whatnot but yeah the the, the uh the tension in each um any season is is really well done
1: yeah nice yep.
3: and i remember um, correctly the uh like the the makeup work like they they do a pretty good job like and going undercover and doing crazy stuff. like You can almost yeah. like, not tell it's them in some of the episodes or some of the uh, masks they have.
1: Definitely some good wig works and prosthetics that they put on over there to kind of cover themselves. And it's kind of interesting to see, like, in every episode when they do show them staking out or working on a new source or something, the different looks that they come off of. You know, some of them look better than others sometimes um but mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting like we saw an episode today where one of the characters Matthew Rice's character had like a full on beard that i just didn't expect and it took me a second <laughs> to realize who that was i was like oh wait that's him cuz we were thinking it was some random person they were just showing as the mark or something so it does kind of throw you off guard too when you see it sometimes as you as uh, you kind of continue on mhm another show that i've uh, been watching as well and i, I I'm hoping that you guys have been watching this as well as the uh, Righteous Gemstones on HBO or now Max. Nope. No. Wow, this is <laughs> more <much, much laughs> I Wish. I, brother thought, is. I was My expecting brother me to watch it plenty of times. James is watching yeah. this by now. Yeah. it's pretty good. John's watching So, um, this show is another one of Danny McBride's shows This kind of continues after his uh, his run of of Eastbound and Down and then Vice Principals and now he's he's gone on to this show. And it has him and John Goodman. In here, they're playing basically an evangelical televangelist family that um, are big name, big church, television media empire of you know on Jesus and trying to sell that to the world. Um, and there's three seasons of it. Uh, started I think in 2019 or so. So um, they just ended the last, uh, the third season a couple weeks back. The show. At first, when I was going into it, I was going to think that they were just going to basically do a bunch of puns and parodies off of, like, how evil this family is and trying to, you know, talk down about televangelists, which has, you know, in a a comedic way, which has its merits and doesn't, depending on what you believe in that. But what is actually really funny about this show is that you kind of see that they all kind of have an altruist. They do have some kind of altruistic viewpoint of what they're doing and how they're really just trying to stay as a good family unit. And like John Goodman, I think really grounds the show he's, he's, he's the, the patriarch of the family and he's much older, obviously. And then you got Danny McBride, who's the eldest who's trying to take on this church. He wants, he's trying to push his father out and there's two other siblings. Adam divine is one of them. And I think Ari, Ari Patterson, I think her name is, is the other person. And they're, they're all very spoiled. And they they are very terrible people, but it's it's so funny to kind of watch how they are trying to to bring God into all this while also trying to find a way to get their father's approval. And John Goodman's as the as the patriarch, is trying to just run a church. Do you, do you like it, Nabil? Yeah, I think it's I think it's hilarious. The especially the first season, James. I think if you watch the first season, you'll kind of get hooked on it because there's a good. Um, this kind of a good like, crime plot twisting that happens. Problems. The pile, and Bill,
0: there's no way I'm to this I'm going to tell you, be 100% honest, there's no fucking way I'm watching this show.
1: It's. I mean, if you, I know you loved Eastbound and Down. Um, I don't know if you ended up finishing Vice Principals or not. Never um, discarded
0: it. I don't have no, no idea. You must be confusing me with someone that cares about this. <laughs> so would you was recommend me watching this? to someone not like me apparently No, I I haven't even seen that fucking chess show on Netflix though guys that's been on my list since fucking COVID so oh yeah
1: you can <laughs> add this fine. to
0: whatever fucking I mean I'm trying to watch Samurai Jack right now bro <laughs> <laughs> it came out in the 90s
1: <laughs> so. Pri-
0: priorities man priorities Yeah. yeah. I, I mean not to mention the bear Ted Lasso every goddamn show you've told a oh, lot uh, I, Bill, I believe that was a show on HBO. You guys told me to watch too, and that's a mini series for fuck's sake. I haven't even watched that. N- so. N- Bill, I d- I just finished
2: a show, so I'm like, I'm I'm thinking of picking adding one to my list. I think I think it's between this one and son Succession. Son of a bitch. So it might be this one. We'll see.
0: I've heard this I've heard nothing but be- good things though. All joking aside, N- Bill, my brother yeah, yeah. like loves this show. I know it's very adult too, but apparently, so it is. It's
1: easy to jump into. They're twenty what twenty two minutes or something like that. So well, they're very short. So they're not like an hour. Yeah. One. The seasons are oh, like super Eastbound sh- and were. Down then was like only twenty minute episodes, or thirty minute ones, maybe. You're right, and Mother. honestly, like there's there's actually character growth in it. You know, Danny McBride I think has just gotten better with each one of his shows um, to really like build out, flesh out these characters where you don't just yeah. see them as somebody who you're making uh, they're making fun of somebody, but there's actually a point to us watching this. So um, from that standpoint, I think that's what keeps it engaging. And each season's kind of story arc is just some random thing that you don't expect is going to happen. You kind of want to see how it plays out. So Really? Um, Okay. I I recommend watching it if you guys are into the kind of satirical comedy. And it isn't, you know, it's more, it's less about the church aspect of it, more about the family unit and the family that's running the church. So that's what makes it interesting. As yeah. Soon as
0: I'm done with Sandman and Blind Spotting <laughs> and Primal and FUBAR, I will I will try to remember this okay, recommendation. Yeah. But uh I am so behind on TV shows, guys, it's insane. So like, dude, I feel bad. Like I it, I'm probably missing like secession too. Like I heard fantastic stuff and now I'm like
1: serious. <laughs> probably
0: never gonna watch it. I'll be 100 on. Like I'll just be like, yeah, I've heard of it, just like The Wire or The Sopranos. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of it. I mean, I just it'll like, be dude, there yeah. eventually. Hopefully, you've never awesome. seen The Wire.
3: Yeah, watch nope. The Wire, dude. Nope. To definitely put
0: that up your list. Yeah, if I ever go to prison or something, then I'll I'll catch up on all this stuff, guys. Watch the there old DVDs go. from the prison library. So, no, if you go to prison, you might as well watch Oz. So,
1: no, oh, another another show, <laughs> another show I haven't seen. Just, just keep it on HBO. That's the only subscription you need to keep, apparently. Yeah, basically. Cool. But that's what I've been watching, James. Yeah.
0: No, those are solid though. I know those take up time too. And glad you like both of them, though. It's not like you're forcing yourself to. You're not forcing yourself to walk your. Or watch your way through it, basically is what I'm trying to say. So,
1: there's been some, you know, obviously there's a lot of television out there, like you said, and you've got a laundry list of them, yeah. but um, it's it is good when you can find something that you're able to sit through and actually enjoy and not watch for the sake of watching. So,
0: I think it's been a while for me, truthfully, since I found something like that. That's why you know I'll get to it eventually yeah. for, for something. I, I I haven't watched a show in a while where it's it's grabbed me. So, thanks, bill appreciate that, Marco. Let's get to you here, our usual MC of this. Uh, thing what have you been watching good sir
2: i just recently finished star trek strange new worlds on paramount plus nice it's the second season and it's going in strong with some really good uh reviews this show takes place about five to ten years before the captain kirk era and i've talked about it before on yeah on the pod, so see. So I'm not going to go all the way into it. Go, go listen to a few episodes behind, and you'll know. Like but basically, ago. this this <laughs> <laughs> we are watching the voyages of the Enterprise uh, led by Christopher Pike, the original or one of the original captains of the USS Enterprise, played by Anson Mount, and um, of course, it features a few other legacy characters like Spock and Uhura. And it's really just like the early years of, uh, some of the original crew of the enterprise. And you get to see some connections between, uh, this and the original series and even some of the other properties kind of making it a whole extended, you know, universe. And they've, they've done that, this in the past with some of the other shows like Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, et cetera. So they're sort of continuing, um, This trope, because this does take place in what they call the prime timeline, which is the main timeline that takes place. All the movies, the original TV show and all the shows I just mentioned. Is this
0: something that you can jump into without like watching any other Star Trek, you think?
2: Yes, they make it very (laughs) easy for you to jump into this and not watch anything before. The good thing about this is since it's a prequel, everything else takes place after the show. So you don't need to know anything. These are all kind of like the early beginnings of these characters. They're going to be even a little bit different than their original interpretation. And apparently you'll be able to see some evolution in their character. If you continue to see some of the other shows that take place in, in later times. But if, right. if you're a huge sci-fi fan, um, this is for you. If you're a huge star Trek fan, like I am, this is for you. It's well directed, uh, well acted. Um, I think that. uh, Anson Mount does an incredible job as Christopher Pike. He's he's got a lot of range. Uh, Ethan Peck, who plays Spock, um, really. I I think in the first season he struggled, and in this season he kind of has more of a hold of the character. Some of the other characters that are in there, there's way there's way too many. It's a whole fucking crew. They, they all do a great job at you know creating bonds and making you care for these characters. Um, they they do what has been done in previous shows where it's not always the main crew that's the focus. They they give uh, stories for some of the supporting characters, and you get to know more of their backstories and kind of care for them too. So that overall way, whenever though, there's any, though, yeah. Overall, it's it's really good, man. It's not, again, it's on Paramount Plus. Each episode is like an hour long. Um, they they do a, a roller coaster of a season where you get some action, you get some you know story, you get some groundedness. Um, and season two even included a musical episode, which was fucking fantastic. It's incredible how they yeah, pulled this it was off. Really good, actually, yeah, <laughs> man. I, I at first I was kind of like, "What the fuck? A musical episode? How are they gonna do this?" But they they pulled it off really well. If there's an Emmy winner for this season, it's probably gonna be that episode, hands down. So, um, yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah, I heard
3: it was like an anthology almost, right? This last season where they kind of skip around a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I kind of like that. There's, there, it's, it's kind of. Kind of more like like the older TV shows, where it's each each episode is a new adventure, but yet it, it, you keep um, it keeps evolving. So they reference things from previous episodes, but at the same time, you're not beholden to that as well. Too, you can technically watch some of these episodes out of order, like you can some of the older shows, and it, it'll still make sense. Because um, I know my niece watched a few episodes out of order, and she was still able to to keep up. So. They do a really good job of keeping you engaged and not making you feel like, oh, damn, I got to do my homework. So um, it it keeps you kind of like glued to the show that way. Other than that, um, I also watched a Netflix movie called They Cloned Tyrone, which stars John Boyega and Tiana Paris. So this movie um, basically is about uh, a character named Fontaine played by John Boyega, who's a drug dealer living his life when something weird happens to him. I've never seen a trailer for this movie, so I'm not sure if this is a spoiler or not, so I'll keep it very vague. Something happens, and um, he eventually finds out that he's been cloned. And he grabs you know, one of his uh, main dealers, played by Jamie Foxx, called Slick Charles, who's also a pimp, uh, as well as one of his, you know, main squeezes, Yo-Yo, played by Tiana Price, and they all start to investigate, you know, just what the heck is going on and unravel this huge mystery and conspiracy going around in their town, and you know, try to, you know, try to resolve it. Um, overall, it was fucking very entertaining. I, I heard, really I've enjoyed heard this good movie about it
0: it's, on, Dude, my, it's yeah. on my list. Look, like fucking Nibble's Like, oh, you yeah, watch this, huh? But you won't watch. It. On his <laughs> list. Huh? Fuck you. On time for this somehow. All right. Oh my god, you got an hour forty? You got an hour forty? Okay. <laughs> All right, my bad. <laughs> but it, it it really relies
2: a lot on absurdism. We, we, I, one movie I can compare it to is um, uh, Sorry to Bother You. Is one that kind of relied on that absurdism, where like just really weird shit happens, but with a lot of social commentary. And this one really has a lot of, you know, commentary on, you know, racism and what's going on in this country and stuff. But it does it so well that it just keeps you like in, in, unraveled in this plot. And John Boyega does a great job as as a lead. I'm glad he was able to land this role because he he's just completely different. I know most everybody just kind of sees him as Finn from, you know, Star Wars, but um, he completely like, you know becomes a different person and it it's great to see him play a serious role um a tougher role where you know he's you know a no-nonsense type of person. Jamie Foxx though I feel like him and also Tiana Paris their their chemistry is just fucking incredible. Like they they are like the kind of the comedic relief. He he's a smooth talker in this and he's like just cracking you one-liners.
0: You should definitely see Have you did you watch his um the the mini kind of mini series on Amazon Prime came out like a two years ago I think called Small Acts. No, um, no, um, John Boyega. It, it's like four. I think it's three. I don't know, three or four movies. Oh wait, like li- wait, no, 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 movies, no, no. I yeah. I did watch part of it. Yeah, we, we yeah. He's in uh, one yeah. segment. It's really good. And then Mikey and I watched a movie last year with him, just like you know, called Breaking, where he's. Seemingly robbing a bank, kind of, but not really. Oh, damn! Um, that one I would highly recommend. So, if you really like these, I would highly recommend at least checking out Breaking. I think that's more of his breakout role. Really, just like if you if you want to see him in a different kind of, yeah, kind of role. So that that movie no, was quite
2: surprising. So.
3: That movie, that movie was pretty decent. I liked it.
2: Damn, yeah. I'm gonna add that to my list because because th- this is incredible, yeah. man. I I th- I think that this is like a a must watch, especially if you have Netflix. You you might as well. Okay. It's there. The the performances are really strong. The so the, the stories really carried out really movie? well. Okay, I got you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No hardest no for me. Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> and it, and it's different, man. It's different and original, and I and I, I really appreciate it. I, I watched a little Q and A with a with a director. Uh, it's a little quick six minute video, and it just made me enjoy it that much more. So uh, definitely check it out on on Netflix if you're looking for something different, engaging and entertaining to watch. Cool. Um, La- the last thing i'm going to mention on here because i think a couple of us might might uh hop in on this one but i went on max uh previously known as hbo max which i continue to call it and watched the little classic movie called hustle and flow mm. <laughs> damn man
0: <laughs> you Steven uh, goes, oh, you got time for Hustle and Flow, but not Righteous Gemstones. Huh? Okay, it's on the same fucking network. But okay, that's cool. Fuck me, I guess.
2: B- B- BDJ here recommended this one to me uh, after watching it himself, and man, what a what a incredible movie. Uh, I can't if you believe you've
0: never seen it, by the way.
2: No, it, it's been recommended to me a lot. Like My brother had seen it, and he's like, dude, you gotta watch Hustle and Flow. He'd been recommending it since it came out in oh4 five 18 years
1: nice
0: yeah 18 years huh it's That's cool. yeah, time, time flies i know people but have come find, and like become adults in the time that fucking marco was like i think i'm oh, <laughs> checking out now
1: <laughs> basically
0: it. <laughs> oh man dude it, it's a, an
2: entire meme has been created because of this movie but you know it, it basically stars terrence howard as dj who's uh a pimp wow two movies with pimps God, what's
0: wrong with I me? see you went for a theme here today. It's fine. <laughs> he was, he was yeah. on the same page. You know, like
2: technically, it. Captain Pike is kind of a pimp, too, in his own way. So, yeah, definitely have a theme today. But he's, you know, living his life and, in, 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 you know, doing dirty deeds and uh, wanting to change his life and uh, rediscovers his love for, for music and wanting to become a rap artist, you know? So he goes on this adventure and uh, pretty much involves, you know, his his main squeeze, Nola, played by Taryn Manning, um, and an old friend named Key, played by Anthony Anderson, who I n- never knew he was in this movie. So, um, along with the help of Shelby, played by DJ Qualls, uh, they decide to form a rap ensemble and start recording some tracks and see if it's a hit or not. Um overall, man, this this movie was great. Uh it's again again one of those fucking life affirming movies where there's ever something you've ever wanted to do or or pursue, you can really relate to this. Um it it does a good job at kind of painting a picture of like you know how how hard it can be sometimes to really pursue your dream, you know, especially if you're stuck in a situation you don't want to be in, because you know, for one, DJ is not really a successful pimp. You know, <laughs> he's he, he's always struggling <laughs> to get people to, you know, to, I guess, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> make deals Just with the them. He's out for a date. Yeah, exactly. We're trying, uh, trying to be respectful here. <laughs> you know, he's, he's you know, he's trying to, you know, pimp out the girls that, you know, he's he's got under his wing, so That's to speak. A lot of people are involved. Yeah. And, uh, and and so, you know, you, you're. I mean, not not to say you know I know what it's like to be a pimp, but I, I know what it's like to be in a you know working condition where you you
0: really don't want to be in it, well, and you want to pursue something else. Yeah, I, don't, I so, don't know where this is going. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I it, it really You're does encompass me that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it really does encompass that feeling, but I I don't know if you felt the same way, James, about yeah, the movie. No.
0: First off, I, I was I I worked my way through like the Paramount Presents lines. I've talked about it before. This is like the last one in the list for now. Uh, and I hadn't seen this since it came out probably in two thousand five. So this is one of those movies where just re-watching it, I just realized I re-realized re- how good it was again, especially at an older age now. I'm yeah. like, oh wow. Like I saw this when I was like seventeen, you know, which is or sixteen or seventeen, which is crazy. Now I'm like thirty-four watching it and it, like it hits a little differently, you know? But I think the music is great, by the way. It is just Absolutely. Like, this is the era of like trap music and you know,
1: underappreciated Academy Award-winning, uh, Memphis-based uh, rap group 36 Six Mafia. Yeah, uh, it's very, yeah a lot of, crunk,
0: it's, lot of crunk, a
1: lot of crunk, yeah, a lot of
0: crunk. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Ludacris is in it too. This is a man named Skinny Black, and it's. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like Terrence <laughs> Howard. He got nominated Academy Award for this one too. So like he, he does did. such a good yeah. job in this one. I think this is
1: probably his best role, which is you know just saying. Well, I think wasn't this the year? Was it this year, or that he ended up playing in Iron Man? No, like, it was a year after. It was a year or after. Two years, two years after. That helped get him into to the role.
0: I'm assuming because there are yeah. there is some dialogue in this movie that's just if it, it feels really realistic, like the yeah. way that he talks to. As much as it's funny of how he talks, because he has. He, st- he apparently I don't know if you read into this, but he stayed out and like lived in a brothel for like a month or something too, and like Jesus interviewed simps and like escorts and all this stuff just to kind of get it down. Like he did a lot of like groundwork for this stuff. Wow, and it shows I think to tell you the truth. So yeah, it, it's it's um, very
2: very convincing, man. Uh, he's yeah. yeah he he really immerses himself in the character. I agree.
0: I would say but, though, if you've never seen it, it is currently streaming on Max. This is definitely a movie not to miss. So.
1: Listen to the soundtrack; it'll change. Well, the life. soundtrack
0: is fire too. There's a there's a couple songs from Al Capone, by the way, in this thing, which I haven't said those words in, since probably 2005 or six. Like, I don't know if that guy's <laughs> even alive anymore. But man, they are some fucking slappers, man. Let you know. Yeah.
2: Bro. And the and man, it's interesting to see the process of them creating music and stuff. And
0: again, if oh, you've dude, ever been, I love. There's a few scenes I like. Dare say iconic. Like <laughs> this is the way they pull yeah. them off. I'm like yeah, damn, this kind of. I mean, I get the flow. Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, then I pointed at me, me. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, great movie. So, uh, Mikey, you should go absolutely. see. Absolutely, go watch the goddamn thing. So, yeah, you must I'll watch.
2: watch. Please, Mikey, do please do. I want to hear you talk about it next time. So, have a on fucking grill
0: on. Do rag. On I'm like <laughs> shit, Mikey. And it's it's just Mike. It's just Mike now. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. Awesome, thanks, Marco. A nice little plethora of pimp movies. Uh, what about you, Mikey? What have you been watching?
3: Uh, you know, I haven't actually been watching uh, too much. I'm going to be pretty short on my side awesome. here. But I've been playing a lot of all video right. games, right? So, uh, <laughs> so I haven't really had time. But I did watch uh, one series uh, on Peacock, uh, Twisted Metal. It's their new oh, show nice. based on the video okay. game. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and actually, I, I didn't even know it came out. There's been, like, no buzz about this show at all. But I actually, it's it's really good. I mean, it's a video game. I want to say
0: they had some buzz on it earlier, but then...
1: I don't know. I saw a lot of reviews on it, so I didn't even know it was out in Peacock because I thought it was going to be on Netflix. So, so I'm glad you told me where it was because I was like, I was just waiting for it to drop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn, no, the, it was like, I wonder if don't see it. Next is just gemstones on Max. Where the fuck yeah, is it? <laughs> There's only two places you got to go, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it doesn't really follow the video game uh, too much. Like, I mean, the video game I mean, is does the video f- game f- have, have a concept. plot? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It really doesn't have a plot. Yeah, so a this, this one actually has like, it follows John Doe. It's a guy that forgot who he was. It's Anthony Mackie. Uh, and he meets someone called Quiet, uh, Stephanie Beatrice from, I know her from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they are kind of just like going through, doing a run. He's called a milkman. Uh, and he does deliveries between, uh, okay. between cities Marco's so like the nickname too. The apocalypse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different reasons.
3: It's the apocalypse, and all the big cities are like walled off. So they have these people called milkmen, and they go between the cities and do deliveries back and forth. And well, so
0: he's got to go insane. from
3: San Francisco,
0: <laughs> to, about right? Yeah, okay.
3: Uh, Chicago uh, to pick up this one thing for this <laughs> chick uh, that's like the leader of San Francisco, and he gets to be he gets to live in San Francisco uh, if he if he pulls it off. So that's kind of the, the premise of the movie or the show. Is it, and, is it uh, worth it? Gotta, I liked it. I, it's got like this weird kind of comedy to it, but it's got action and cars and, and it has all the like, like the iconic characters. I, I liked the movie. I thought it was good. I watched it with my sister and her husband. Uh, yeah, I guess my brother-in-law, whatever. Uh, I mean, but, uh, though, yeah. And they it's both fun. liked it as well. So we, we binged it in a couple of days. Yeah, it was really
0: good. I liked it a lot. How many episodes is it, Mikey? Eight, nine, something like that. That's not and too how bad. How long do these episodes go for? Are they 20 minutes or an hour?
3: No, they're, they're well, they're an hour with uh, what looks like the commercial break, so it's like forty-two minutes 42, each. Forty-two. Okay, somewhere. I got gotcha. so, you.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So it's not too bad, though. It was a quick
2: watch.
1: It's too long for James. He can't watch it. <laughs> no, <laughs> so no
0: I'll it. get to that. He's right.
2: running the algorithm in his head right now. He's like, I can't fit <laughs> it. I can't. I'm like,
0: damn, Anthony Mackie, not the the Marvel money, not good enough, huh? Okay. I <laughs> <The> fuck <laughs> you doing twist <laughs> metaphor, <laughs> but I mean, does he is he good in it though?
3: Yeah, he. So his character is really strange, um, and because he doesn't really like have <laughs> okay, uh, it, okay, he doesn't really have like the grasp of life. Because as a kid, uh, he basically his parents <laughs> their stuff happens right, and so he's by himself. He's like eight years old, and he finds a car. And like he just lives his life as a kid and he just becomes this delivery guy, basically. Mm. Right. So he doesn't really have grasp on things. Like it he's kind of a he's kind of a character, just like a really like silly person because he doesn't really grasp like how life works. Just I can't imagine the way. Anthony. I say, that by yeah, way. yeah, I thought you were does, gonna say he keeps in well. Captain America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: What
3: the hell dude? No, but he does it well. He does it, he pulls it off, uh and yeah. uh I, I liked it. I, I thought it grasped me right away. I, I kind of stuck with it, and uh, I liked I liked it all. Uh, nice. Okay. Sweet tooth is nuts. It's yeah, it's a person that plays heard. him, and yeah. it's uh, Will Arnett. Samoa, plays Samoa Joe voice.
0: plays him, right? Yeah. and then Will yeah. Arnett's the voice.
3: Yeah. yeah, and it works out. It's just crazy enough that it works out. So, uh, well, I guess I will slide into another one here. Uh, I did also watch this, uh, I guess, horror movie that just came out recently. Uh, it was actually in the theaters for like a very short amount of time, but it's, it's called like a Hobart. week. Like yeah, a it was week. came out and left with the quickness. Strange. I guess we got a lot of big movies coming out, but it
0: wasn't even uh, just a background because I watched it too. M- Mikey and I were trying to watch this because I I was the only one that knew about it, I guess, but it was only playing like fucking Martinez or something around here, like for a week only. I, I was like, maybe yeah. it'll come out here, and then I was like, nope, it's random. It and it just away. Like we yeah, just went away. Yeah, it's Lionsgate too, so it's not like it's you know it's got some fairly decent stars in it too, so.
3: Yeah, it's Lizzie Kaplan, I think there's her name, and Anthony yep. Starr.
0: Yeah, um, the parents play the
3: mom and the dad, uh, the parents. Yeah, and uh, it's about this kid that starts hearing things in his wall. It's yep. it's pretty creepy. It's, it definitely <laughs> pulls off the horror. I like the slow reveal of the you know thing that's in the wall. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was a really good horror movie. I don't want to give too much away because like you know that yeah. kind of spoils a horror movie. So uh, that's the premise though. Uh, but it was really it was well acted. It gets kind of nuts really quick actually uh and then uh just I, mean, just I mean things go nuts at the end here so it's uh but there's little just weird stuff throughout the whole movie that just don't they don't really mesh well i really like the movie though it's like but like yeah. there's just something off about like the parents there you can just tell there's things off uh and you really don't know why until you kind of get to you know kind of know what's going on here a little bit
2: i know it was in theaters mikey but uh, is it streaming anywhere now or available for like vod
3: right i uh, I bought it on, I think, Apple oh. or something. So I don't think it's oh, streaming
2: shit.
0: right okay. now. So it's VOD. Yeah. It is VOD, though. VOD, you can rent yeah. it, too, okay. if you want to. But oh, okay. uh, I, I also watch it, too. I actually told Mikey to go see this movie because I was like, yeah. you go, go see it now. I think this is the best horror film I've seen all year, to tell you the truth, just because I think this was super creepy, by the way. There are some scenes in this are very unsettling scenes. And um, like Mikey said, just... It's about a boy that starts hearing knocking coming out of his walls, like, and somebody starts talking to him in the middle of the night. So that premise alone, without getting to anything further, and then the parents don't believe him technically, but you can tell the parents are hiding something like that's very well known. Mm. And I I haven't seen any trailers for this movie, so I don't know if they I'm assuming they probably show a little bit too much. I wouldn't watch any trailers. If you want to watch it, you want to see a really good horror movie, jump into this one blind. There are a few sequences especially I think Mikey's trying to hint at it like at the last 20 minutes of the movie. This is a very short film by the way too. I think it's an hour and 24 cool. minutes. The last 20 oh, minutes shit. are fucking intense. Like there is some shit that goes down. I think this is going to be one of those cult movies eventually that people are going to start talking about more because I thought it was great. So there is, some, yeah. there is some imagery and especially if your sound is good or you got headphones on watching it it's, it's pretty bone chilling. Just to let you know. So, if yeah just send me a text. Very direct. <laughs> He's a movie night For very sure. direct. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it was
3: good. I liked it a lot.
0: Oh, that's great, Mikey. And that's that's everything you've been watching, though, Mikey.
3: Yeah, that's that's about everything. That's great.
0: I did. I, I'll okay. I'll talk about two movies briefly here that I went and saw. I went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Uh, I've seen it twice mm. actually. First time I saw it with Mikey, date night. Uh, second time mm. I saw it was mm. with Marco and his son. So. I liked Double it well J enough. Night. This is... Uh, you're telling me. It is an animated film set before... This has no connection to the previous films. It's about the Ninja Turtles and them coming out of their shells or some shit. I don't know. Like, whatever. He was in a half shell. I'm not going to break it down for you, for fuck's sake. It's it's them in a much more kid-friendly kind of-esque way, but it's also mm-hmm. still has a lot of the vibes of the, of the characters themselves. Produced by Seth Rogen. Um, they're setting up for a, a show on Paramount Plus as well as a sequel already too. Just right off the bat, I'm going to tell you guys I really actually enjoyed this one. I the first time I saw it, I liked it. The second time I saw it, I really liked it. I think it, it got even better the second time I saw it to tell you the truth. So, uh as a lifelong Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan because I'm a man child, I think that this was something <laughs> that was just a lot of fun. There's there's funny moments. I thought the the bad guy played by Ice Cube, it's a guy named superfly i thought he was hilarious there's parts of Amazing. it that are actually like he said some one-liners that it just just fucking <laughs> like they're for the adults obviously and, like kids are not gonna understand that he's quoting like an <laughs> Ice tea song at one point you know but um it's just funny like there's a lot of funny moments kind of gross out humor too the only things i would say i was talking to Marco about this and even mikey i think Donatello and mikey are swapped their characters i i feel like like, they mikey. Just them wrong. <laughs> like yeah, mikey was always. Yeah,
3: you know, the purple and <laughs> yeah. the orange are just on the wrong ones.
0: Like, mikey <laughs> yeah. like a deeper, darker voice. And then, like, they kind of made Donatello more goofy in this one. But I'm like, what's up? They made Donatello the younger one. And Mikey's just always the younger
2: one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
3: But they made him, they made him like the goofy nerd this time. Like, I can see what you would guess.
0: They yeah. did. And then, you know, stuff happens, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but whatever. It's fine. I'm not, I mean, like, it's fine. It's, you know, there's, they still have that core kind of like feeling for everybody as like the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, re- I still really appreciated that. So I had a lot of fun watching it with you guys. So that is one to I too, definitely mate. check out. So,
2: absolutely. Uh, and then,
0: yeah, no, definitely, man. And I, I think we, we like had pizza after,
2: and uh, James kept screaming "cowabunga." I don't know. Man. Yeah, we were asked
0: twice to leave the uh, the premises of Mary's pizza. <laughs> like, like, sir, get the yeah. Fuck out of here! I was like, so sorry. <laughs> this is my life. Now.
2: He pitted his back like a shell. I was like, I, he doesn't know do this normally. I'm sorry. So. Yeah, and I was just like, please help me, sir.
0: And then, like, I just something briefly that I that I started watching, I got. Oh well, no, not started. I finished it and everything, but I watch, I finally watched children of the corn a 1984, supposedly horror <laughs> film. And, oh, um, it's about, I, okay. A little backstory here. I think I started this movie years ago and I think I was 20 minutes in. I was like, not for me. And I just stopped watching it. <laughs> but because uh, Nabil bought me an Arrow uh, store subscription, I, I went and watched the whole movie this time because I hate myself. And um, <laughs> it is basically it's loosely based on a short story by Stephen King, and it's about a town that's been kind of overtaken by kids, where they murdered all the the parents and such of that because a young little preacher guy named Isaac has told them like, Hey, the crops can grow. If we like Jesus. become a cult and pray to this God thing, it's somewhat connected to like dark tower shit too, which is like, you know, I, I appreciate it, but not for this kind of stuff. This shit was terrible. <laughs> Linda Hamilton's in this movie. And it's I, very I, young in this film, man. <laughs> Never knew that. Yeah. You don't need to know that. It's just, uh, <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> you not know that actually to tell you the truth. And, it it tries to give you like this vibe that like the kids are creepy, but every time I the whole time watching it, I just kept thinking, I would never let these guys get the drop on me. I'm like, get the fuck off me or something, you know, like push them away or so. I I don't know. Apparently, it's a cult <laughs> classic because some people really like it. I think it's because of like the nostalgia factor. Uh, <laughs> if you had seen this back in 1984, or whenever it came out, it was very camp even then, though. Fuck man, the kid Malachi, I just wanted to punch in the face the whole time. This redhead guy, <laughs> you know, no soul and everything too to begin with, but for the most part I I got, I think it's only an hour and a half it felt like it was two and a half hours I, I hated every minute of it I would probably never watch it again and God, uh, I, I don't know Ooh, why they really did hard. a 4K remaster of it for their videos, but uh, they did so shame on so them So
2: you found a new Punishment movie to, to hand out
0: no, See, this is almost this is almost, <laughs> Nabil, I don't know if you agree cause it sounds like you've seen it this sounds
1: like this is almost like so bad it's good, it could possibly be like that, I think. That's how I feel about it, too. I mean, there's... The the film itself, I mean, I can just... Just a poster is what's iconic. You know, just seeing that Mm -hmm. poster every time with the sickle in the air and whatever they have. Um, I know that that has been... (laughs) The film has been made fun of over the years, and like you said, James, it was kind of like a a bigger deal when it first released, but it really isn't that great of a film. It is more... Oh. Camp and nostalgia, and you know, it's it's not it's not a good movie. Definitely not a good horror. There's fun. like six sequels to this movie, by the way.
3: Yeah, there's a remake too.
0: There's a TV show the remake movie, and a remake, remake that came out. A remake, I think 2020. That's apparently even worse. And but yeah. I'm not I'm not doing a deep dive on this series at all. Fuck. Just like, you know, this was one of the Vanished one and the done. Kind of. No, after
1: Vanished
0: after the the Hellraiser, well, after uh you know, killing myself with those this year, I'm I'm not. I'm not going through any like forcing myself to watch crappy movies until next year. So I always have to ask <laughs> James if he's that. okay. He's like, next he spare game. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that have seen all nine Hellraiser movies, but um,
3: I don't know many I people did, that uh, knew there was nine of them. Of
0: my life, one person. I, I, I sure right. as hell didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I'm I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, oh, God, I'm getting flashbacks of fucking Hellraiser five right now. Fuck, I'm the one with Henry Cavill. Um. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's all that's all i was watching I, I watched a lot more but that's all i want to touch upon to get you guys going here let's move on though if you guys want to here it looks like nabil's angrily uh, nodding his head to watch, <laughs> to watch. <laughs> let's do our review of the last voyage of the demeanor shipping
3: private crates
0: contents unknown
3: out at sea with no land in sight
0: Clemens. He's a doctor.
3: You dress like a learned man. University of Cambridge, I've known my way around the boat. Our charter has agreed to pay a bonus for timely arrival number.
0: Let me show you the ship. This here is Huckleberry. we do not come with like this to give the all's clear.
3: Demeter's a fine boat, no doubt.
0: The animals. all the livestock. This looks like a bite. Search the ship everywhere. Evil is on board.
3: Powerful evil.
0: <laughs> the last voyage of the Demeter. This is sitting at a forty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the IMDb description is: A crew sailing from Carpathia to England find that they are carrying very dangerous cargo. Directed by Andre Avradal, uh, who has done *Troll Hunter* (2010), *Autopsy* the *Autopsy of Jane Doe* (2016). That is a very underrated horror movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one. Excellent horror movie, as well as *Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark* in 2019, which I believe, guys, we reviewed. I want to say we reviewed it. We did. Okay, and I think we all agreed that, that one wasn't too bad. And then Mortal in 2020, which uh, I don't know if you guys seen that one, but it's not a bad film. So you know, I think it's on Netflix. So written by Brady F. Shut, who also wrote Escape Room, its sequel in 2021, Escape Room: Tournament of Champions, as well as the Sly Stone, Just to let you know, one film Samaritan in 2022. And Zach Olkiewicz, who wrote Fear Street Part Two 1978, in 2021, as well as Bullet Train, in 2022. This is based on the chapter, The Captain's Log of Dracula, by Bram Stoker. Released in theaters on August 11th, 2023. This stars... There's more... There's Okay, just a heads up. There are more characters, but these are basically the main people. Corey Hawkins is Clemens. Ailing Franciosi as Anna. Liam Cunningham as Captain Elliot. David Dastmalchian as Wodzick and Javier Botet as Dracula. All right, guys, let's get into this. Nabil, thoughts on this film? Give me two sentences or less. What'd you think? Did you like it? Just let me know, or did you fucking hate it?
1: It was creepy, and I thought it was okay. Okay, I mean,
0: okay, you could you could have jumped just in a little more. That's fine. That's sense fine. Sense I mean, fuck it. it. That's fine. I like staying it. Staying okay.
1: on topic here. Okay, right?
0: I like it. That's quick, quick <laughs> log line, as they say. Mikey, what about you?
3: Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, I thought it was kind of creepy, like the way they revealed Dracula over time, uh, and there were some really cool shots of like the sea and the ocean and that kind of stuff. So, kind of, I liked that too. So, yeah, I liked it a lot, actually.
0: Uh, Marco,
2: what about you? I really liked it. I thought the horror and gore dude, was done very well. That
0: fucking shocks me, by the way, dude. I guess it. I said Marco will fucking hate this movie. <laughs> and the son I, of a bitch, Marco.
2: Don't agree with that forty eight percent Rotten Tomato score. It is far too low for this movie.
0: Agreed. Yeah. I am gonna jump in, guys. I liked it. I liked this quite a bit. I was very surprised by what it was gonna be. By the way, I, I think it's a shame. They another movie that <laughs> they just did you guys see a trailer for this?
1: No, I no nope. I couldn't even I was worried we're not gonna show over here. I couldn't get tickets until like the day before. They just weren't showing up anywhere. Jesus.
0: Okay, well, not our, not our problem
1: here. They they were selling a, prior to,
0: like, a week. <laughs> so. um, no, I'm just oh, saying, like, no, they, no. they had the tickets on sale. That's crazy. They weren't even selling them, like, ahead of time. Like what the, They were like, fuck, I don't know what this is. But I don't even recall seeing a trailer for this movie, like, during a main movie when we were watching stuff. No. Like, at all. So... Because I, I grabbed Truthfully, the trailer already ahead of time just for like the editing process. And I was like, I'd never even seen this. like
2: I never heard of it up until I saw it in the outline last time. And then I kept mistaking it for The Voids of the Dawn Treater. And I'm like, oh, we're going classic here.
0: Narn- fucking Narnia? Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. What the fuck, dude! You're like from fucking 2009. Wow, what a random <laughs> like, Wow, I mean, this is wild. So, I mean, you start with the movies. Ones. Yeah, yeah he's like, can we at least watch <laughs> *A Lion, the wish in the Wardrobe*? <laughs> <laughs> are we supposed to? He was sitting on the, the side. Should we be reading before? Or what are we? How are we getting ready for this? And it was like, what
3: <laughs> going on? What about this like, I
0: mean, No, and it's a Universal film. Like, <laughs> it has like a. Like a decent budget from what I saw, like especially just seeing shots and stuff of like that. But let's just jump into the Nabil. So you were just okay with it then. What did you think about that overall plot? Why was it just okay to you then?
1: I think it was a very thin plot. You know, for it, it's it's so. If you've seen even the we we reviewed Bram Stoker's Dracula from Francis Ford Coppola that did in the 90s. And so mm-hmm. they in that film, they just do a little throwaway line about how he's going to travel from Romania to London and it's on a boat and something happened, but he's here. Um, so they expand upon it, which is great. I think it's a very interesting premise to kind of expand yeah. on it. It's a great idea to make it as a horror film. A very, very. Well, have you have together. you seen the
0: original Dracula,
1: by the way? Or one
0: of the uh, not original, uh the nineteen thirties one, I guess, or whatever.
1: With uh too
0: no. Not Christopher Lee. He's not not, not nineteen thirty. Uh no, not no. Sferatu either. The original Dracula, Universal no. Picture, I Black no. and White. I have not they show the Demeter crash in the beginning of that film too, by the way. Oh, really? It's it's just like you said though, it is it's like a scene, and then you're like, Oh, no one was found alive aboard. So, like, I mean right. same same kind of concept. So it,
1: it is a bit more expanded on the book though. Uh, by a bit more. It's mostly just logs. It, I mean, it's mm-hmm. in the, even the chapter title here, but what yeah. the, so the reason I found it that it was okay was that I don't feel like you got enough time with really understanding all these characters on the boat, you know, um, from a plot perspective, I actually did enjoy it. I thought it was a good horror film and there was, like I said, it was creepy. So there's some good creep aspect, but I feel that there just wasn't like, there's a lot of things that was brought over that Dracula had, the people buried inside the earth. We didn't really get to see a lot of like, just him. He was just kind of lurking a little bit. We, I felt like we could have had more of him toying with the with the uh, the crew. So it kind of at a point it started to become run in the mill where they started knocking him down a little bit. So I just felt that some of the, it just wasn't as good as it could have been. I felt they could have spent more time with it and they could have spent more time with ramping up the jump scares in this film too. You know, for for a God, film yeah. like this where it's set up, there there could have been more. Like, horror I was okay
0: aspect, with though. it not having jump scares. I don't know about you guys, but I I was okay with that. I you know a lot of times when movies have too many jump scares, I think they become too reliant on them for that to be yep. the the scare factor of everything. I'd rather it be creepy, which I think this movie definitely hits. I, I will jump to you real quick, Marco. I want to get to you on plot too. Mikey went to ask you about the horror aspect of it, but one thing I do want to say though, Nabil, the I think the reason too why we don't get into as much with the Dracula stuff is that he is in a weakened state, and I think he's yep. slowly. Like every time he's killing someone and feeding on them, he's 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 like transforming and we're seeing him change basically. But I could see why though. And it, it is very formulaic of how it's like each every night, someone dies, mm-hmm. every night, someone dies, but
1: uh, they're what did jumping you think in th- time, but yeah.
0: Yeah. What Sorry. did you think then overall, Marco, of the plot? that you did like it quite a bit more than uh Mr. Nabil Hero, obviously.
2: I it worked for me. I, I think I, I agree with what you said, James, That. Dracula was more in a weakened state, and they even have a throwaway line later in the movie where it says that he's been basically um rationing his food and stuff. Because it's a what, like a two week or more trip, basically.
0: I think
1: it's almost so, like a month,
2: isn't it? Yeah, about there. Yeah. Or, it was, it's a long basically.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was a long ass trip, and the crew there wasn't a lot of crew and stuff, and one was a little boy, so can't really feed off of, you know, a lot of blood off of that. So, uh and have been very
0: strangely, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where the face had. Yeah, it's like a You're young lamb, you know, not a lot anymore.
1: of <laughs> Yeah, okay, whatever.
2: Little
0: ones, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
2: you can't really eat that one. <laughs> so, uh, it it worked, you know, they, it was kind of like a one a night type of thing that he was doing and he, even even when he did go after some of them like he was not necessarily like killing them. He was he was trying to do what he was doing to Anna, where he was kind of like you know, snacking on them, you know, like letting them, you know, get their blood refilled and then snacking them uh, again. Yeah, I, I like the crew dynamics. Really, I th- I think we got enough. I th- I think because of the length of the movie, I think it's a perfect length. It's like a little right under two hours. Too. I th- I, th- I th- though yeah, a little bit like fifteen minutes more probably could have helped expand the the crew a little bit more.
0: But I, I think we got enough just to kind of like because we I know their fate. Minutes, I think with fifteen minutes more though, the pacing would be too slow. In my opinion, right. I think the pacing was just uh, just fine with what we got. I think any more, right. they were teeter tottering with a bit more. Mm-hmm. than Because I, I agree with you, like crew wise, it is fine. when we get to clemens i'll talk about it i think his is the most kind of shoehorned in with like what's going on like oh there's some stuff but i mean i get i get where you're coming from though
2: yeah because even the beginning is kind of slow it does have sort of a a slow start so um i think we got enough and i I read last thing i'll say is about this is i read that the director was really heavily inspired by alien the first alien by ridley scott where the alien was just sort of like stalking them one by one and Uh, It was sort of in a, you know, in a fragile state because it wasn't, you know, at full power. It was a growing alien. And this, it was a low powered Dracula who was frail. So with that in mind, I think it helped me appreciate the movie a little bit more, or the plot a little bit more.
0: That explains why logic has a flamethrower near the end too. So. (laughs) 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 son of a bitch sorry. Uh, Mikey I want to talk to you about horror aspects of the film did you so we talk about creepiness but does that does that translate to you as scary do you think it's scary like what was scary to you what could have been approved what do you think
3: so so I actually I like when they don't do jump scares because it's more creative to me
0: Plus, I jumped so, like, too, too. They
3: much. use a lot of lighting in this movie mm-hmm. um, because it's it's all at nighttime, right? Because Dracula doesn't come out during the day, so it's in like, the rain too. By the way, have I love to, that. yeah, a lot yeah, of the man. rain and stuff like that too. So they use a lot of the lighting and a lot of the like atmosphere to kind of create like shadows and uh, just like outlines of like how he looks. So you don't really get like a full picture of Dracula until later in the movie. And he, as people have already said here, he's kind of changing throughout. So. You not only have these like picturesque kind of like lightning hits, and you see like a shadow or a uh, an outline of a creature um, or a humanoid, or, you know, whatever it is, you know. A
0: uh, man. But then so the next thing, time yeah. you see
3: him, it's a little different outline. It's a little different mm-hmm. picture that you got. So mm-hmm. you kind of you, you build that stuff in your head. You build like an image, and you kind of have thoughts about like what you're expecting next. And you could be mm-hmm. right, or you could be wrong. And it's like building like over time. And I think. I personally like that better than jump scares. I do like jump scares as well. Cause it's like a really shock on you and it kind of builds you up to the next thing. But like, this is a slow build and it mm-hmm. worked with the pacing of the movie. So you guys talked about pacing and stuff. The movie was kind of slow, but there was it enough is. stuff to kind of keep you going. Um, it, because of the low, like the low amount of like jump scares and such, they had to kind of keep it like atmospheric and like, uh, you know, just that whole—that's whole atmospheric and um, and just like slow build of like the creepiness, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that works for me. Uh, and for horror, for me, that works okay for me.
0: What what what, what say you, Deville? About, against that, then was it was it not scary enough for you? Then did you want it like more horrific?
1: You know, I kept. I think what it is is that I knew that this was going to be a Dracula film, so I would have liked. I wasn't expecting the you know the man with the cane and the top hat to be walking around, but I wanted some of the. The, the charisma of Dracula because I'm thinking of the Francis Ford Coppola film. You know, that... Yeah, much he- different... Much different ads, yeah, different everything yeah. So I was thinking that maybe he'd lure some of these people in, try to try to coerce them to for him to be able to feed on. Or from the jump scare perspective, because we're going in with the the monster on the ship, that there were scenes where they'd go below deck and they're looking for him, right? Or even like you guys said, the, the night scenes, if the rain, like there were quiet moments, and I would have liked for them to linger on it, like give me a chance to really be scared that he's there because I, it was creepy, and I, you know. I, I did have some, you know, obviously there was some dread and some, some horror in there, but I just felt that we didn't get a chance or the film didn't make me feel like we were sitting long enough with it to really be like terrified that this thing is about to attack them. And that's why I say like it was OK, because there's plenty of films um, like uh, what's, what's that film, 40 Days and 40 Nights, where there's something out there and you're waiting for something to come after you, but you're not sure what it is, Yeah, you know, kind of sense. And that's what I'm expecting from here. But I feel like we could have gotten just a little bit more time to sit with that fear of the unknown and then having it then um, all of a sudden just strike. I just, I, I didn't feel it as impactful. And that's why I was like, maybe they should have leaned a little bit more with those jump scares because of that, because I wanted it to, to really like, I feel like I, it really should have made me jump out of my seat every time he'd pop up.
0: I, I I hear you there. That's just a yeah different take on it, I guess. But that's what they yeah. went with they went with more uh, kind of animalistic kind of mm-hmm. view of Dracula, and I I I personally like that a lot actually because we we haven't seen a lot of this, and I think you know obviously it's very heavily um, influenced by like the look of Nosferatu and stuff like that. I think as well, yeah, just the way that he looks. Period. Let's get into the 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 characters and Marco Clemens played by Corey Hawkins. Who, for me, personally, I just remember him from Kong Skull Island and playing Dr. Dre in, you know, the <laughs> NWA movie. Yeah, but um I like him, personally, but what did you think of him as a character? And I wanted to ask you, personally, like, just with his background of, like, because of his skin color, he brings it up. Did you feel like that, for me, that was a little shoehorned in near the end? Just because of, like, hey, I had to prove myself. And I, I think that's where I kind of agree with Nabil and, like, hey, that maybe, and maybe you, too, like, I feel like that maybe could have been expanded a bit more. But uh what did you think overall about Clemens? I liked him as
2: a character. Uh, I thought that he, you know, helped keep the the audience he's sort of like the eyes and ears of the audience. Like he has no experience with this crew. Uh it's just it's his first time on, you know, on this type of voyage and he's he's just as lost as as the audience too, you know, as far as like, you know, what this what this trip's going to entail. Yeah. So with that, like he he like I I empathize with him a lot. I I do think that the the social commentary on on his you know on his race was like wasn't handled as good. They do they do sprinkle little things here and there. Like people are looking at him different and treating him different, and um there there is you know one racial slur that's said to him as well too, but. It it doesn't really. You know, there's nothing that shows that he's been struggling with this his whole life. Even though, like, I mean, with the times, it's it's a given, you know, that yeah. it would be. But yeah, yeah. if they were going that route for the sake of storytelling, then it 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 should have been like sort of around him the whole time, you know. And when it, I. I not trying to be insensitive here or, or anything obviously but when it comes to like a, a freaking vampire going after you y- y- it's not going to care who you are it's going to kill you you know what I mean so if, if they would have found another way <laughs> yeah, to incorporate yeah. it in there you know it, it in a way I kind of agree with you why shoe, shoehorned it in there but also they had to explain well you know he's you know he, he's a, a black man in the 18th 19th century and he's a doctor like what the fuck you know so I understand yeah. why they had to mention it. Um but uh, that aside, I, I felt like as a character like he's he's very uh compassionate, you know, he gets along with the uh the captain's son a lot and forms sort of a bond with him. He's yeah, actually definitely. the only character he really kind of bonds with aside from maybe the captain who's sort of respects him at times. I would so, say him and um, Anna get, get
0: along pretty well too.
2: That too, yeah, because she becomes his patient, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, he's you know he's it's not likable. a super strong character, but he's he's likable. You you want to root for this guy, and I felt like the movie did a good job
1: with that. Can I ask Marco because of what you're saying over here? So, do you think like because this is how I felt about it that Clemens not being in the film would have been fine? I would have been happy with Captain Elliot and his son. And like, do you think that Clemens? being in the film help make a difference or drive something forward Do you think he would have been fine without him?
0: I just comment for me. I think he's necessary. Like Marco said, he is like the audience eyes and ears. Like he's the new mm-hmm. guy because everyone else would just always be on board. Like it just be okay. Just toss the chick over. Right. Okay, cool. It's,
2: it's also it's <laughs> also a che- yeah uh, Piggybacking banging on to that. It is also a cheat to kind of reduce some of the, the, the character bonding from the others because you're you're kind of seeing these guys from the point of view of this guy, you know, like you feel bad that some of them are getting yeeted, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't really know you. you know, it's my first time here. So I felt it kind of sure. helped with that.
0: Mikey, real quick, jumping into Captain Elliot and his grandson, Toby, played by Woody Norman. What did you think about Captain Elliot, who is, uh, I don't know, but once again, Liam Cunningham, I think he's a great actor. Most people probably know him just from Game of Thrones. What about you, Mikey? What did you think about those characters?
3: Well, I mean, we kind of touched on the kid a little bit. He kind of bonds with uh, Clemens a little bit, and he kind of is, like, and the only dog. person he kind of gets, right, and the dog yeah. and stuff. But it's also, like, the kid, it, it, it's kind of like a... He has, like, responsibilities on the boat. He wants to be a crewmate a little bit, right? Yeah. So he has, like, these animals, and then he kind of gets... they You know, the stuff happens. And and,
0: and and once again, actually, I have to bring this up. He is showing clemens around and in a way explaining to the audience why certain things happen like hey you knock because of this and i was like because if Bruh. not again, we'd be like why the fuck are they knocking what's he doing he's like it travels i'm like okay this is a this is a way to show us like okay this is the our intro into this kind of stuff right so yeah,
3: and also, Sorry, I mean that that kind of scene here uh, kind of plays to like Clemens as well because he said he was on a boat already, so he already knew all this stuff. He's just allowing the kids. Yeah, because his
0: his father, right? Around, right? His yeah. father had mm-hmm. been a guy in a boat too. Yeah.
3: So it kind of, I mean, that kind of builds his like he's willing to like just go through stuff that he already knows just to like kind of build a relationship for someone that's willing to give him a chance. I think the the kid is really the only one that gave him a chance, uh, mm-hmm. other than the uh, the first mate. Uh, I mean, he kind of chose him because he kind of had to uh, based on what happened at the very beginning here. But the only one that really gives him a chance is the kid and the captain. So he kind of does... You guys mentioned already, he kind of builds more of a relationship with them. And I yeah. think it's because they actually gave him a chance. They kind of The other crew doesn't really... I mean, they don't really care about him at all. Um, and you guys I mean, already kind of I feel mentioned like they,
0: that. They, they care for him to a point. They ca- they, it's almost like he's like the little brother on the on the ship, right? That's the vibe I got, like... They just kind of look out so, for him. Like it's fine. They don't like, like no. the
3: decisions he's making. I should say, not necessarily him as a person, but he's you know the you know Anna comes in, or, and you know he the decision he wants to do with oh, them. Yeah, they're they're True. not with they're it. not with his side of on that stuff. Yeah, here, the Filipino
0: so. cook is like, get him off this yeah. shit, please. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. As soon as I saw that guy too, and I was like, Marco's gonna have a cow watching this guy. <laughs> don't worry about Jesus now. I was like, oh shit, my uncle's the chef oh so. shit
2: they, they, they also they don't respect Clemens's like yeah. expertise either They're like you're a doctor you're not useful you know I'm just like a doctor yeah, not useful at sea yeah. bro yeah. he grabs his like man, hands they, logic, and he's like
0: which expl-
2: exactly we, which explains also why Dracula has sort of an advantage and is able to pick them off too because he, every time he, he try, every time Clemens tries like analyze you know what's going on and try to come up with a plan They're like no, no 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 you know your your opinion doesn't matter blah 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 blah. so i I think it yeah. that also helps with the plot
0: definitely i want to jump into david desmalchian's character first mate logic i really like him by the way david Desmalchin has been in some like really random role he's not like typecast yet which is kind of cool he's usually like a weird creepy guy though but this one he's like a normal guy i was like this is weird mm-hmm. right Pokedot And man. somewhat i mean he polka dot man he's in like the dark knight movies uh he was in mm-hmm. um. He was in another horror film this year, right? Oh yeah, fucking Boogeyman. Remember that shit, Mikey? Fucking terrible movie. Damn. Um, and he's an Oppenheimer. He is too. Yeah. Shit. Him and uh, him and his homies. Right. Everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Chris Martin likes it, that movie. But I, I thought he like was everybody's great, great kinda by the in this
3: way. movie though. Like you said, a little kinda, bit. Like, creepy. like pretty much the whole crew is a little bit creepy, right?
0: And and yeah, I little mean, little, they're all they're they're just little, mysterious. They're just bros. They're just bros hanging on a ship. It's cool. I get it's it. It's a
1: long time on there. Yeah, it's fine. Things happen. Shirts come off, you know.
0: I liked him though. I don't know, uh, Nabil. If did you what did you think about Wachek? Like, did you actually like this character? Is he I somebody?
1: Did. That's why he, I go back to saying like,
0: like for me, by the way,
1: Clemens not being on there would have been fine. I would have been fine spending time <laughs> with the, the captain, fight, with yeah. the first mate. You know, with Wachek. have and Anna like, off the boat
0: though. <laughs> Nabil would have been like, "Good."
1: She didn't. What did she had? She wasn't really doing anything.
0: Okay, then Who let's else? jump. Let's jump yeah. to Anna then. Between all four of you, just chime in when you want to on Anna. What did you guys think was Anna the
1: most, probably the character that we didn't really need, more than likely? She was sick in the cabin the whole time. What I mean, what was she doing until she the held, very, no, very hold
0: end? Hold on, sir. Without spoiling it as much, she she handled a firearm pretty well. At the very, of, very she end. Did.
2: She didn't the is, beginning.
0: Once again, she is actually the character that kind of tells the crew who Dracula is because without it, we would know, but the crew wouldn't know. So I was like, that would have been What's fine. That would have
1: made for a better horror film for me. Oh, but okay. Also, you want to-
3: um, doesn't she kind of like, she plays the role of like, I don't know, kind of like the twist, right? There's like not really a twist in this movie, but she's the closest Although, thing to the you- a twist. Right? You know yeah, what I oh almost
1: nice. thought of
0: though, guys, real quick? If they didn't include that little excerpt in the beginning, you could probably show this movie to somebody and if they didn't know that this was a Dracula movie... That reveal could be a the end twist the end. near yeah. that end. Like, oh wait, what the hell? That because you would just think it's like a creature on a boat. Like, let's say you mm-hmm. didn't know anything about the Demeter or anything. Because really, they don't really outside of that that little beginning part. They don't really tell you. That's why. Right. So they. I almost feel like they shouldn't have included that. But then once again, I mean, we already
1: knew yeah, but, it was a universal thing. Though they're like, we we need people to know this. Oh shit. yeah, they're they like, like, we own the yeah. rights to the
0: Dracula shit. We're gonna definitely fucking. They're like, no one's not people to come to this movie either. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's get on to. I mean, what do you? So, what do you guys think, though, Marco? What about you, Anna? Did, did Anna need to be in it? What would you think of Anna? Is she the weakest? Is she the weakest link?
2: Man, I guess you know what I. I kind of give this into a bill. Technically, yeah, because even the twist that Mikey's talking about, it would it could even be like an on screen twist where he's like, oh snap! I know what you're talking about, Mikey. I don't want to give it away right now, but it's not really that big of a spoiler. But whatever. But I yeah, you could technically. Take her out of the movie, but it is also really cool to see her fucking use that gun. So, it I'm also okay with, with man. Like, she's
0: fighting back because she's been getting fed on, which is gross, by the way, it's, if you think about it. Like, yeah.
2: It's, it, yeah, it's sort of a modern take from previous, you know, Dracula movies where, you know, the damsel in distress, you know, she's never able I to fight back against her tormentor. In this, in, this, in this case, she us, was
1: honest, until she freaking, uh, until he started doing the transfusion. I thought it was just one of his, like, again, going back to the, the Francis Ford Coppola film, that she was just one of, you know, the, the lures over there trying to oh, keep really? you her the whole time. Well, that's no, that's I, what I, I was saying, she though. Was, like, you yeah.
3: know, it's like, she, that's what I was saying. It could have been a twist, right? Because you're not sure if she's actually on Dracula's side or the crew's right. side, right? right? You're not sure the whole time. Think, and, and, but you know, but, 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 but from, from her
0: story, that's when I, I realized like, okay, she's not on his side, obviously, because right. she's right. like, well, I hates hates to give the exposition to for her life story.
3: No. But, but it's almost like she told the story to make sure they were on her side,
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. So Currently she could have been
3: using that him. to like like lure them in some more, right? Potentially. Yeah, that's true, that's guys.
0: Let's get into Dracula, guys. He's the main, you know, point of this all. He's on the poster, looking very menacing in his man bat face. And I just like Marco on a Sunday. Yeah. Don't have my makeup on. Don't look at me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't showered. Sorry. Um, what? Overall, I love the design of the Dracula character in this one. I think that's a standout. I think that that also just comes off of like the director before. There's a lot of very... Don't get me wrong. There's CG in this movie, but there are practical effects used, and there's makeup used Mm -hmm. for this as well, and I think that makes a difference. In uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, there's a lot of practical effects that were used, and I think that especially for that... I always think of that strange creature in the red hall. That's fucking weird. I forgot the like, <laughs> he eats someone or some shit like that was like a real suit. Like, oh, and it just shit. shows you like they put a lot. He, it seems like he puts a lot more time into making sure that they get certain scenes down correctly with the right look. Jumping to you, Mikey, what did you think of the uh, practical effects with Dracula? Or what did you think of Dracula's look overall? N- not getting into the ending part, OK, but just on the ship overall. What did you think?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I like the I like the way they what they do. Um, I kind of mentioned it when I was going over some of the the horror aspects. They they outline him well. They use the lighting pretty well, uh, and his progression throughout the movie, how they kind of change him and such.
0: Yeah, because uh, they really I think he starts build. out. He looks he looks like Golem, right? I mean, kind of right. Did you guys get that vibe? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Smegol looking motherfucker. My the beginning. Precious. Yeah, he's like, don't look at <laughs> me yet. I'm not have makeup, but yeah. <laughs>
3: But yeah, I thought it was I it was really well done. Uh, I mean, there's obviously, like you said, some CG, but the the bulk of it is is kind of just kind of grounded a little bit, and and it looks pretty real. And I liked what they did.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: Scenes.
0: Um, jumping into the the speaking of looks, then Marco, what did you think about the cinematography in this movie? I actually think it was really good, man. There, there's too. a.
2: There are some shots where the the Demeters on you know on you know, out at sea and you see like a sunset in the background um it's, it's handled very Beautiful, well right? man uh, yeah absolutely yeah. some really great shots uh it, it it even um man there there's a scene where like something's happening they're trying to bash through a door and like the camera is looking like through like a, a a broken hole through the door and then you, you, you the first reveal of dracula and I, I was like wow that's that's actually pretty good it it's creative like and it also adds horror to to it so the director does a lot with what he's got and and it shows
0: so, what I want to get to next, just quickly from you each guys, let me know a scene that stood out to you that you favorite. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but just something that, without spoiling, unless it's at the end, we can talk about the end. Nabil, what was the scene that stood out for you?
1: The scene where he's he's kind of climbing up the, the rafters, uh, or the, I guess the sails at the top at yeah. night, and, and like, I think that was just a very good visualization, and helped ramp up the fear of, like, this thing um is doesn't play by your guys' rules, so he's going to fuck you guys up. So, nice. like that.
0: What about you, uh, Mikey? What's your favorite scene or a scene that stood out to you?
3: When the smoke kind of came in. Oh that, came creepy, in right? oh, that was creepy, right? Yeah, good, I kind of like that. And then, uh, you know, stuff happens afterward. I don't want to get into it. It's yeah, spoiler, we can talk but... about it after. No but problem, yeah. no problem.
2: <laughs> what about you, Marco? Damn, Mikey took mine. But um, there's a scene where the the young boy, the captain's son, is is hiding. And, like, you see in the background, like, Dracula show up. And it's sort of like what Mikey was saying, where the, the Dracula uses the background a lot. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like Alien, but on like a you know what scene that
0: reminded me of. Marco was what? hereditary a little bit because he's like yeah. blending into the background, and it's like yeah. if you don't know to look in the corner, like you won't actually see him.
2: Yep yeah. it, it it was a blend of that and Alien, where the Alien like all of a sudden the aliens like there and just like creeps on you, you know, Hi, <laughs> Just to go for I, a hug, I, but it, then he it, says, it is "Hi, just, I'm Alien." So yeah. Yeah, it's legit scary. And uh, the the kid actor sells it. You know, I'm harsh on kid actors, but he's actually, he did a pretty good job during that scene. So that was quite a standout. I was legit creeped out. So,
0: the scene for me that stood out was when the two, there's two times it happens. One of the crewmates is tied to the mast of the ship. And when the sun hits him, he catches on fire. I thought that was actually really well done because it's like, yeah really creepy and that guy's uh, i gotta i gotta bring this up the gore in this film it's pretty gory by the way there there are scenes where people's necks are getting ripped apart or yeah. heads bashed in well, and you um, see the effect. skulls coming Get in back. Yeah,
3: yeah i want to say though like yeah it is gory but it's like i don't want to say it's off screen but a lot of it happens like you're seeing the aftermath kind of thing true yeah.
0: no that's true but that, so that, like, that was different. fine by me though that was fine yeah. by me I'm just saying, people don't like
3: seeing the flesh ripped, right? They just like, you see the aftermath's different
0: than actually That's seeing that. That's true. So Mikey was like, I want to see more. I need some saw, saw shit in this, okay? <laughs> if Achilles' ankles aren't getting ripped apart in front of my face, <laughs> I'm not watching <laughs> <Jeez>. it, okay? <laughs> I'm like, big hostile fan, huh? Okay. And then, uh, once again, there's a scene later where there's you know i won't i mean i guess it's not nah, it's a spoiler but somebody else dies as well and they kind of come back to life and they have to throw them off and i was like whoa creepy so that's, yeah. uh one of them let's get into some ratings here before i get into our spoiler section guys uh i'll start with you nabil since you were the one that didn't like it the least amount compared to all of us what would you uh rate it and would you still actually recommend it overall to horror fans or who would you do it to
1: yeah, so I I did like it, so I gave it a three and a half uh, stars. Damn, so what? You made it sound
0: it. like you've given it two. No, I think <laughs> it was. Right?
1: A, no, I think it was a solid horror film, um, and I do it recommend like it. I just feel, it. four out of five. <laughs> I what? feel like there could four have been have. a lot more done for it, uh, and they could have maybe done a little bit more to, to really we'll lead talk in. About, we'll the talk
0: about that though, Nabil. We'll talk about that right? in the spoiler section. Okay, uh, Marco, what about you?
2: Uh this movie deserves three and a half stars. It's really good, worth a watch. Highly recommended to both horror and just regular film fans. Go go watch this movie,
0: please. Go see it. Thought that'd be a little yep. higher for you since you hyped it up a lot more, Marco. The same rating as Nabil, but fuck it. Okay. What about you, Mikey?
3: Uh, I give it four stars. I liked it a lot. We I mean talked about it. I like I like this type of horror that kind of builds. So it just really worked for me. I definitely recommend it. If you like horror movies to check it out.
0: Yeah, no, I give it 4 stars as well. I don't it's not perfect, but I think it's a great horror film and I think it's a shame that it's uh it's absolutely tanking at the box office, which is not a um, not like a, a zero
1: marketing budget apparently. Yeah, so um. I can
0: only imagine the 10 people that listen to this episode. Thank you for listening and, and having some interest <laughs> in the uh last <laughs> voice of the money. meter. i love uh, I love reviewing movies that are coming like third or fourth place within the first week, so you know, we're just keeping up the trend. Fuck it. Let's just rock and roll, right? Here you go. Let's jump into our spoiler section though, guys So if you have not seen the movie Which is uh, a majority of America at this point Just come back, you know, when you see this on Netflix Or VOD or, well, Universal, right? So it'll be on Peacock probably, I think So, uh, come on back Six f- months t- from now, or maybe, no, let's face it 40 days from now, it's, it'll be out by October Probably, so, we hope Halloween was cool That's all I'm gonna say, so We hope <laughs> Halloween was cool But, uh, yeah, let's jump into the spoiler section So, guys, ending here. I'm going to talk about it. We we all kind of knew where this was going, right? Because they Tarantino it in the beginning. They're like, "Oh, the ship already crashed," but we get, you know, we get a shot back that, like. Was, but what bad. happened? That's... But what happened? How did we get to this moment, right? <laughs> it was almost like record scratch. You might be wondering how I fought the Dracula and ended in the water. Well, here's what happened. So,
2: <laughs> um, but I mean, if you've seen Dracula, same thing.
0: Yeah, once. Yeah, you. Yeah. So what, was there anyone in this movie that like? I wonder if they're gonna get this some bitch. <laughs>
1: like, right.
0: Maybe it's an alternate timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, Dracula! Welcome to your new home. Um. Strangely enough, Clemens survives. Actually, I I didn't see that happening. To tell you the truth, I thought everyone was gonna get massacred. So um, I I, I read ahead, that, Marco, that that's
2: actually. I read that that's actually what happens in, in the book, too. Um, really? That there I did in, in the log, there is like one sole survivor who took his chances and jumped off the ship. So they based it off of that. Because I, I thought no one was going to survive. And I was like, oh.
0: I almost thought, oh, it was I thought gonna everyone was going to die. No chef, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So did I. Then he's like, "Oh no, it flies!" And then, it, and then he got killed. <laughs> I love that <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh shit! For, for God's sake, please let me go, Dracula! Please let me live. What about Anna dying? Do you guys did you guys find it weird? I found it a little strange that she survived that long. By the way, like the blood transfusions. The was, blood
3: transfusions, right? Yeah. You know, I didn't think that was gonna work.
0: But apparently, neither did I.
1: was <laughs> she
3: in the sunlight before? Like I thought, there was a scene. Before she was, that, but it was wearing away.
0: I think was the fact. Like that's no. why he tells her, like, "Oh, no, we can do a, a transfusion in the middle of the ocean." I was like, "Yeah, right, Sherlock." I'm like, yeah, "That ain't gonna happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll both die. Mouth. Yeah. So, and then she just catches on fire.
2: But yeah, basically, that, that's the kind of twist is the fact that you don't come back at all. You can only delay it, but eventually, you you become damned, just like
1: him.
0: So. Nobody really becomes a vampire, though.
1: You know no, I mean? they just sort of like Well if they come back from dead, the dead, like the two people yeah. that did, wouldn't they're they technically exactly like, be vampires?
0: They're like mindless like people though. They're like zombies mm-hmm. practically, you know what I mean? Until they feed yeah. though,
1: right? If they
3: actually yeah, they fed,
0: feed, yeah. they would turn into also, a vampire. Oh, if they had fed, would they have turned into a vampire though? I don't yeah. I don't think they've got I, I don't know. Who yeah. knows? I felt like they were just like under the mind spell of Dracula and they were just trying to kill everybody else on board, from the sound of it. Maybe. That's the vibe I was getting. That's why they were just reaching out and doing like they were pretty dumb. Like they were, you know.
2: I think it's see. I'm remembering like the movie Bram Stoker Dracula. Like he's got to You gotta give him permission to turn into a vampire. I think that
0: that's what he does with,
2: with. Yeah, that's what he does with Nona Rider. So.
0: Well, she was just horny for him too the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> but so I think if like
2: if that's not the option, then you're just nothing but a nothing but a food bag to him.
0: So Clemens though, at the end, guys, I got to bring this up. Survives. He's sitting in a bar. This is when we kind of see the version maybe that you were looking for more a little bit, uh, Nabil. Yeah. He, Dracula's sitting in this bar, and he's wearing a top hat and a cane, like he just, <laughs> <literally> just <laughs> he <described>. was, <laughs> looking creepy as fuck. By the way, I gotta say, yeah. And basically, Clemens is kind of, you know, it's not gonna happen. Let's face it, they're not making a sequel to this movie, but they're hinting that yeah. like he's gonna pursue him or some shit and find him. Like, what did you think about that, Nabil? Was that was that the look you were looking for with that Dracula, like looking?
1: I mean, if they were going to lean to it, let me say, I don't did I Dracula. think that maybe he was Van Helsing all of a sudden? I was like, what if he's uh, supposed to be Van Helsing? That's what I that's thought. That's what I thought they were nah, going Van with Helsing's it. an established
0: uh, monster hunter already in this timeline. Right.
1: So, I don't know what they were really thinking of going with this since it's supposed to be based off of, you know, the book. And, like, are they just trying to just build a film franchise again and maybe, screw us all over? Who knows? Yeah. You know. I think that it was not needed. Again, he could have just died. We would have been fine. So then you plugged
0: yeah. in the Hugh Jackman uh Van Helsing movie afterwards and tried to make it a sequel yeah. yourself You're like it's I got right to continue it Don't worry. I've been hunting him all my life. Yeah. And I'm just going you're oh, like this, you're this is, is how it happens. <laughs> uh, so what about you Mikey? What did you think? Would you want wanted to see anything after this sequel? Would you was that was that weird for you that they ended that way?
3: I mean, I haven't seen. I know you guys just did a review on it. So I, I mean, I listened to you guys' review, but I haven't seen the other Dracula's in a very long time. So, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Really yeah, I haven't seen that in like forever. I didn't watch it when wow.
1: you watched it. Like oh. I normally do. V- but, I
0: actually. We'll watch it right now, dude. We'll wait. Mikey, yeah, pack your shit up, dude. You're done. You're done.
3: But I actually, if they were going to do their own timeline. I could see this working as a sequel if they're gonna try to fit it in it and that kind of stuff then I, I don't think it would work, but I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to this one on its own timeline where they can kind of yeah. change some stuff. I yeah. could see it working out. I wouldn't mind watching it
0: it's not gonna happen though I'm guaranteed oh yes, yeah, it made six and a happen. half million dollars or the begin- by the way, were you guys theaters full or no yes. no i had I had a good Crowd, me and Mike had a it decent number, but it, was, it, it was, wasn't, yeah, it, was it actually wasn't full. But was the most of the other
3: movies we've seen. we
0: actually, yeah, we talked about it. It was weird because we were looking around like there's a lot more people in here than I thought there would be.
1: Yeah, it, it was like was, was half, half full. Yeah, same thing for us, half yeah. full, but apparently mine was, was the like, uh, mine was like a quarter full <laughs> On yeah.
0: there. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Before we leave, then, guys, any other things you want to bring up the spoiler section before we uh end the review here?
2: No, just that it was pretty ballsy that they killed a kid in this fucking movie. I know a lot There's of horror lot movies show away from that. that. that, that same, great. same. Me too, dude. That's when you know the stakes are real, dude. When the they're willing to kill he, a fucking kid.
0: They're, they're really like, they build that scene up so much. Like, are, is he going to get him? Are they going to get through the door? I'm yeah. like, no, yeah, he fucking bit him. He's got him. like, <laughs> I was yeah. like nope. And it's that like, nope, he's gone. dead. He yeah, killed well, like, kill a dog kill
3: in the movie. Can't Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. He I talked about him before, right? So I was really going to talk about the captain in that scene, like because it's like pretty mm-hmm. emotional for him. Like he's like mm-hmm. trying to let go of the kid, but he knows he's not the kid anymore, kind of thing. And then he you gets, you know, the fire happens, and like the
1: yeah, the he, goes like, he goes, he goes a little crazy with that shit. too. So like,
3: yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So it's like I couldn't really say all that stuff beforehand, but yeah, that's all. I mean, that, he did that's really a great good job, like kinda, yeah,
0: yeah. I like this yeah, scene where I the scene was going to say is actually like about to. Like, shoot them or maybe kill himself, and then, like, we need you. Yeah. And then he just talks about something from Game of Thrones again. I was like, What the hell? What, white, what about the White Walkers? What the hell? The, woman. the Red yeah. Woman. Sorry, <laughs> uh, what were you um, saying, Marco? yeah,
2: but no, 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 just what, what Mikey was saying that it's, it's you know, the, the whole like, you know, burning scene it was just like, Holy shit, like, not only did they kill him, they burned him, so that was pretty intense. But no, I, I've seen a sequel to this movie, it's called Bram Stoker's Dracula, so I don't think I needed one. This no, is, no, is like the OBT of
0: T- the film, of so so Dude, then then mean, it, yeah, no, Bill, they, we can do a fan edit and insert this part. Yeah. This is the ultimate director's cut. <laughs> yeah. you technically could. And then Renfield's the final part of it. It's when he got
3: goofy. <laughs> I actually like Renfield. <laughs> I thought it was decent. Yeah, it was
2: Jesus good.
0: Christ! Yeah, it's another Universal it. movie that, where they. It, 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 it's not bad though. I liked it too. People uh, watch it for Nick Cage. Yeah, uh, it's actually it's not bad. though. On, uh, streaming on Peacock. So, Oh shit. Alright guys, let's move on to our uh, last section here. Before we get to our outro, Nabil is going to reveal uh our next segment really where we kind of hinted at last week and also
1: uh talk about uh what movie he's going to have all of us watch. It's the topic of the week. Well since we've been on the topic of watching um, a horror film here, I figured what would be a great segue into Halloween, which I know sounds like it's not that close, but it's only about a month and a half away, October at least. So, That's
0: spooky season nice. Mm. Know, a little spooky
1: time. So I thought it would be good for us to put in a uh, let's start a topic about films that scared the crap out of us as kids. Now that doesn't mean it needs to be a horror film. It just needs to be something that you, that truly frightens you as a kid, and you're like, oh, I don't want to watch Christ. that. Or I got scared. James already knows that that means I'm doing something that may not be in, in the normal is it, fold. Gandhi. I'm gonna be like, I mean, no, we're gonna to, you're gonna have to run these by me next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that, I'm I, like James said, I'll be going up first with the with the film. This movie was the first film that i saw in theaters at that same time uh, i also ran out of the film because i was way too young um, scared and crying uh, i think circuit. it was about nine when i saw this film. <laughs> short circuit <laughs> i was about nine when i saw this film or um so it's been now uh, or maybe eight and so it it was it's just some very gruesome scenes the film we're gonna watch is starship troopers Oh wow! Okay, yeah. And if you guys have, I, I don't know how long it's been since you've seen the film. Um, it is, it is a sci-fi kind of horror film, but it's there's the the scenes where they're fighting the bugs in this movie are just so, it's so graphic, it's so violent and so brutal. And seeing it as a child in the theaters, it's not the atmosphere you want to see it for the first time <laughs> as a young kid. <laughs> you know, I'm, nice. I'm excited.
2: I actually like this movie a lot, Nabil. So good
1: choice. Okay.
0: That's great. Our next week, by the way, will be Marco making announcements and Marco have a movie by then as well. We will be reviewing Starship Troopers first then and then jumping into our main review as well. That's the end of the podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening here. Marco, let them know how they can reach us.
2: Listen and follow us on your favorite podcast service. Trust us. We're on all of them. For a quick link to all our socials, visit linktree slash moviepalspod. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moviepalspod. Thank you. Make sure to smash that subscribe button so you never
1: miss an episode or a voyage. And of course, make sure to also stay tuned for our next episode, episode number 157, where, of course, we will be reviewing Starship Troopers and a full review of the new movie Gran Turismo. Thank you, Nabil. Until next time, this is James and Marco May. Nabil and Mikey. Have a great one.